Hello, and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. In the next few minutes, let's take time to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. We hope this message will lead you to know Him better and help you develop a love for His Word. In our devotions, we are looking at a series of apostolic prayers that Paul prayed as seen in the book of 2 Thessalonians. So our text today will focus on the last two verses of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 16 and 17, where it says, Now may our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, verse 17, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. May the Lord bless the reading of His Word. In these last two verses of chapter 2, we can see that the Apostle Paul gave some type of benediction. Benediction, as we know it, is an utterance or declaration of blessing, in this case, to the members of the church in Thessalonica. If we take a closer look, this was indeed a powerful blessing that is so timely, and I believe also applies to you and me. To have a fuller appreciation into Paul's apostolic prayer, I would like for us to look at the context of this passage. The key theme of the entire Second Thessalonians concerns the church and the day of the Lord. First Thessalonians is an exhortation for Christians to have faith, hope, and endurance in the midst of suffering. However, shortly after First Thessalonians, the Apostle Paul received a report that the Thessalonican uh, church had accepted the strange teaching that the day of the Lord has come. So Paul wrote this second letter to address this false teaching. Some false teachers were saying that judgment day had come. So many believers were waiting expectantly for their vindication and for relief from suffering. But judgment day had not yet come. In fact, other events would have to happen first. In fact, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 3, it makes it clear that Jesus' return will be preceded by rebellion and by the appearance of the man of lawlessness that operate on the spirit of the Antichrist. The good news is, according to verse 8 of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will kill with the breath of his mouth and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. The Bible reveals to us a God who hates all evil and will one day do away with it completely and forever. In contrast to the false teaching that we find in the early parts of chapter 1 and 2, and the rebellion and lawlessness that was to appear Paul also wrote 2 Thessalonians to strengthen them in the face of continuing persecution and encourage them to stand firm and hold hold firmly to the truth passed on to them by the Apostle Paul. It reminds me of Romans chapter 5 verse 20 that says, But where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. Paul then proceeded to give thanks to God by recounting the different stages in their salvation experience, which we find in verses 13 and 14. And this is what it says. Verse 13, But we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, 
beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the first fruits to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. Verse 14. To this He called you through our gospel so that you may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. What Paul is saying is that in spite of the age of lawlessness that they find themselves in, and we are no different from those times, there is thanksgiving with regards to the Thessalonians. We ought also to do the same thing. First to thank is the truth that God loved them. We find this in verse 13. We know that God proved this love at the cross where Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world. For this, we are forever grateful. So whenever you find yourself discouraged because of the chaos and the problems that we face today, always remember you are secured in the love of God. Next is to thank God. Next to thank God for is the, that God chose them. We also find this in verse 13. It is not love alone that saves us. Love reveals itself in the grace and mercy of God. Two powerful theological concepts. Grace is God giving us what we do not deserve. Like forgiveness, salvation, eternal life. We don't re- deserve these things. But God gave them. That's grace. Mercy, on the other hand, is God not giving us what we do deserve. We deserve death hell, destruction, but God withhold it because of His mercy. Another area to thank God for is that God set them apart. We also see that in verse 13, the word used is sanctify. To sanctify means to set apart. The sanctification referred to here is the Spirit's work in leading the unbeliever to faith in Christ. Paul consistently taught that salvation begins and ends with God. Next stage is that God called them. We find that in verse 14. Our primary calling is first to be with Jesus before He calls us to His service. God is calling us to have an intimate relationship with Him. We thank God for even counting us worthy to be partakers of His divine purpose. And finally, we give thanks to God for God gave them glory, which we also find in verse 14. Sharing with Christ in His glory is the goal of our salvation. Jesus is coming to have absolute victory over all chaos and lawlessness. And we have the glory of Jesus Christ to look forward to. It is for this very reason that we can stand firm and persevere in God's truth. As said, as said in verse 15 of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, So then, brothers, stand firm and hold to the traditions that you were taught by us, either by our spoken word or by our letter. Similarly, we too may face persecution, false teachings, worldliness, apathy. We should hold on to the truth of Christ's teachings because our life depends on it. Never forget the reality of the grace, the mercy, and the love of God for you and for me. Then finally, Paul makes this benediction in verse 16 and 17, which is really our text. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. I don't know about you guys, but this is a powerful blessing 
given by the Apostle Paul. In this blessing, God promised to support us in three ways. One, He loved us. Second, He gave us eternal comfort. Third, He has given us good hope through grace. Again, God's love for us is crucial to life itself. God's love is regarded as the manifestation of His love in Jesus Christ. Jesus is the full expression of God's love once and for all. You know, I, I, you know when you, when, whenever you come to a place when you feel like you, 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 you feel all alone, you feel uh, rejected maybe, always reflect on the love of God. Remember the extent for what Jesus did, that He gave His one and only begotten Son to show you how much He loves you. May we never, ever, ever question God's love ever again. So we are supported day in and day out by this love of God for us. The second element of God's support is that He has given us eternal comfort. The word comfort in Greek, paraklesis, is used to denote the Holy Spirit and Jesus Himself as our advocate. This word was used to one's counsel in a lawsuit and carried the idea of one called alongside to strengthen, encourage, and support. And the adjective eternal further underscores the fact that God's support of us can never be weakened or withdrawn through any circumstances. That's why it's called eternal comfort. And the third element of God's support is good hope through grace. Not just good hope, but manifested through grace. Even if we don't deserve it, God gives it to us. Living in a difficult and challenging time like the one we live today, is a very, hope becomes a very powerful thing. And because this hope is rooted in the grace of God, something we don't deserve, this hope never disappoint us or let us down. If God were not a gracious God, we would have no hope. As Romans chapter 15 verse 13 puts it, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in good in hope as a result of these three components of God's support to us we also see two results two implications in verse 17 basically it tells us that it will comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word again the word comfort in greek is parakaleo carries the idea of supporting strengthening or to make strong. The word establish, on the other hand, is also a word of strengthening, very much like a pillar that supports a building. It goes on to say, establish them in every good work and word. It never occurred to the Apostle Paul to separate words and works, doctrine and practice. Paul was concerned about two aspects of their Christian life. Their word and their work. Their saying and their doing. If our walk contradicts our words, we lose our testimony. Our walk and our talk must agree. Good works and good work, good words must come from the same yielded heart. It is not enough to depend on good words. The words must be backed up by our action. As First John 3.8 puts it, Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. 
Too many Christians today emphasize guarding the truth, but downplay living the truth. One of the best ways to guard the truth is to put it into practice. It is good to be defenders of the faith, but we must not forget to also be demonstrators of the faith. This was indeed a very powerful and rich benediction coming from the Apostle Paul. Not only does God choose us and call us to stand fast and hold the traditions, God supports us and strengthens us. The great God and creator of the universe is actually at work, not only in the boundless dimensions of his creation, but in the daily minute details and events of our lives. So let's close our devotion this morning by giving Him the honor due His name. We worship You, God. We lift You up. We declare who You are. You're the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. You will stay Your glory never ends. You're the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. You will stay forever faithful. Your glory never ends, God. You're the Alpha and Omega. You will stay. As we close, let me once again declare to you Paul's apostolic prayer in verse 16 and 17, where it says, Now may the Lord, may our Lord Jesus Christ Himself, wow, may the Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen. God bless you, and may all have a great day. You've been listening to the Victory Devotional Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcast. If you'd like to watch these messages every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.